0: from the dead the Spirit is the agent of rejoicing. I didn't have none of this wrote down, I hadn't studied none of this, but God got to working it in my heart while we are singing this morning that we can't rejoice in anything else but Him. If you take the Spirit away, there is no rejoicing. He's the worship leader. of are churches in our day, and just like was said in Sunday school this morning, it's very easy to judge everybody else and what they're doing and what they say and what we're not doing and what we're not saying, that there are churches all across Ireland this morning that out on their sign they have a a title and it says worship leader and they have some man's name after it. I'm going to tell you there ain't no man on earth under heaven qualified to lead worship. The only one that can is the Holy Ghost. He is the worship leader. The Spirit of God is the agent of rejoicing. That's why we can rejoice in our trouble. We can rejoice in our trials and we can rejoice when we're in the valley and we can rejoice when the storms high all because of the spirit that worketh in us that's right it is right it is right that that's in us overcomes. That's why he said greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. The spirit that's inside of us can overcome
1: everything in this world. That's right. We have victory through him. Now I got to reading... I'm just going to follow the Lord. I don't think
0: I ought to read this morning and take the time and break the the atmosphere. I just want to give you what's on my heart. If you'll pray for me for just a minute. Let the Lord help me. I feel good in my heart this morning. I'm glad for what God's been doing. He's been working in our church and working in my life and I want to thank Him this morning. But I got to thinking about the Holy Spirit. What in the world could we preach about Him? I mean, we can preach for months and not exhaust what He is and who He is. And by the way, He is as a he, or too much in our day he's thought about as an he just as something, he's not something, he's somebody he is as much a part of the Godhead as God the Father and God the Son is. God the Holy Ghost and it doesn't matter what you call him. Both, both titles are in the word of God, or the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit. Or we've gotten the place in this day, and I'm just going to preach where we live in, or that we feel like we use the word Holy Spirit. Somebody's going to think we're charismatic. But it's in the Bible. He is the Spirit of God matter of fact he's mentioned more times by the spirit than he is of the Holy Ghost and I'm going to say this a lot of people are afraid to deal with things of the spirit of God but I'm going to tell you just like what was taught in Sunday school this morning most people don't even know what they believe and why they believe it there's some out there practicing things that ought not to be practiced according to the word of God for the time we live in and they're practicing because they don't understand other things of the spirit of God and then they're there's some out there who criticize uh, those that practice those things uh, and the only reason they're criticized is because they don't understand anything about the spirit of God either. There's a ditch on both sides. And I'm glad for what the Spirit of God is to the believer. Yes, God got to work it in my heart about what he is. And I got three things I'm going to give you and then I'm going to be done. And if somebody else got something to say, it'll be your turn. But I thought the first thing the Lord put on my heart was that the Holy Spirit is our friend. That's what Jesus said. He said he's the comforter. Capital C. He said in John 14, I'm going away. But he said if I'm going, I'll not leave you comfortless. I'll send another comforter and he shall abide with you. What kind of a friend is he? He's an indwelling friend. That's what that word abide means. And if you look up in John 14, it said he will abide with you forever. He dwells inside of us. That's why the writer wrote the song, he abides, he abides, hallelujah, he abides with me. He can say hallelujah because of the comforter that is indwelling the believer.
1: He's the friend.
0: In reality, and I'm not trying to to, uh, confuse anybody or how to turn the Scriptures, but in reality, He is the agent. He is the being. He is the presence of Spirit. He is the reason that Christ could say He would never leave us and never forsake us, go with us all the way, even to the end of the world. He does it in the presence of the Holy Ghost inside of us. And so He's our friend he's a friend that indwells us matter of fact you go on to John a few verses later in John it said that he dwells in you the spirit of God dwelleth in you you say well that was when Jesus was on the earth just talking to his disciples oh, well let's go to the book of Corinthians where Paul is writing the church and he said no you're not that, that your body's a temple of God and the spirit of God dwelleth in you plan, he is an indwelling friend That means he abides with us. But then he's an instructing friend. Jesus said the Holy Ghost of the Spirit of God, the Comforter, he will come, he will abide with you, and he said he will teach you all things. You say, what's he teaching us? Well... Let's go on to chapter 15. Because so many people have a skewed perception of what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit's whole purpose is to tell us about Christ. That is His whole work. That always has been His work. It is His work now. And it always will be His work. The reason Brother Tim could rejoice this morning in reading Colossians chapter 2 is because the Holy Spirit was speaking to our hearts and He heart about Christ, and that it's all about him that's what Jesus said himself about the comforter he said I'm going away the disciples didn't want him to go away but Jesus said it's expedient for you that means that it's necessary it is for your benefit they said Lord we want to go with you we don't understand what you're saying he said it will be to your benefit if I go away for he said if I go not away the comforter won't come. But he said, if I go away, he will come. And he said, he is he that will testify of me. That's what Jesus said the Holy Ghost's job was, was to testify of Christ. And that's why he's come. That's the reason we're rejoicing in our heart today is because he's testifying inside of us about Christ. He's instructing us He's leading us. He's guiding us. He's the counselor. He's the one that tells us the way to go as we walk in our life. The Bible said we're to walk in the Spirit, capital S. That is that we're to follow His instruction, follow His teaching, follow His guidance. He's the one that when we go to do something we get a red flag in our heart and a warning light goes off, that's not your conscience. That's not because you're world educated. It's not because you've learned the word of God. It's because the Holy Ghost is your friend in you and instructing you in the way that you're to live. He's the reason we know right from wrong. He's the re- reason we know how to live and how not to live. He's the reason we feel condemned in our heart when we do certain things that we know or that we ought not to do. Condemnation is brought on us by the spirit of God. So he
1: instructs us, yeah, and he indwells us. Thank God! Oh, I'm glad for a friend like him, ain't you? Oh, I'm so
0: glad that he's with us. I'm glad he never will leave us. He'll never forsake us. He always is there. That's why the writer I keep feeling it in my heart and hearing it in my head that he abides, he abides. Hallelujah, he abides with me. He said, I'm rejoicing night and day because the comforter abides in me. He's my friend. What a thought. Uh, the God of heaven see I said a minute ago that uh, the Holy Ghost the Holy Spirit is much a part of the Godhead as God the Father and God the Son and it's hard for our mind to get it wrapped around uh, the fact that they're three and one and one and three uh, and that they're all God but they all have separate manifestations of the presence and the power of God uh, and yet the God of heaven I was reading uh, last night what Spurgeon said about God the Holy Spirit uh, in the believer he said who would think Oh, that the sovereign God of the universe, that could measure out the span of the heavens, who with His hand could make itself a small enough to live inside and embryo, or the heart of a believer? And I understand there are a lot of people that take it way far off in left field and way far out there and make it mean things it's not supposed to mean. But I'm going to tell you, we come in this morning with God inside of us that we can understand and comprehend the fact that God lives inside of us. I think it changes us. I think we would probably contemplate what Paul was saying when he was right in the church at Corinth and they were fleshly, and they got caught up in some things and was going places and doing things they ought not to do. And Paul said he didn't rebuke them and try to tell them what he thought about them. He just said, No, you're not. That your body's the temple
1: of God and the Spirit of God dwells in you. That's right. We consider these things we consider the fact that He's a friend that indwells us. He's a friend that instructs us. And then it'll change
0: our perspective about what He is doing for us and how we're in this day. I thought about and The Lord spoke to my heart about Him being a friend. There's a whole lot of other things about that that I thought about, but God's pushing me on up to the next. And not only is He our friend, but the Bible speaks about Him being like a fire when well, they read the book of Acts when he manifested himself on that day of Pentecost remember Jesus was received up into glory he told them to tarry at Jerusalem till they be endured with power from on high and the Bible said that on the day of Pentecost when they were all assembled together the Bible said there came a sound as a mighty rushing wind and it shook the house where they assembled and there appeared clover tongues of fire and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost oh, that's right and so he's always rocking the a fire that's why these are the two verses that really I sat down in my heart yesterday as God began to work in my heart that's why Paul warned the people of God to quench not of the spirit of God that word quench means to snuff out it means to stifle and we are, by our Holy Ghost, our Holy Spirit, our work inside of us, God's work in us, is like a fire. And so we're to be careful about that we do not quench, or that we do not stifle, or that we do not snuff out of the Spirit of God as he works in us as a fire. That's right,
1: brother. We think about a fire. I thought about two things where the Lord put on my heart two
0: things. I thought about a fire makes things blocked in the darkness it'll bring light that's what the Holy Ghost does for us he brings illumination that's why when the preacher preaches and preaches on something we're guilty of although the preacher don't know about it the Holy Ghost does he's our friend remember he's instructing us he's imploring us and so that he works as a fire inside of us to bring to light what you and I as the people of God need to get rid of so that we can be back in fellowship and live in the center of the will of God. Yes, brother. Not only does that fire bring light, but it also burns. And that same Holy Spirit that brings to light what we need to get rid of will be the same Holy Spirit that if we repent and confess and try to do business with God, that that same Holy Spirit will burn out of us of those things that need to go away and bring us back where we need to be in
1: fellowship in the will of God. We could take it not just for the saved person, not just for the child of God, but also for the sinner. It's the Holy Spirit that brings light it's the Holy Spirit through the aid uh,
0: through the preaching of the word of God under the unction that's why we must add that under the unction of the Holy Ghost it's not just the preaching uh, Paul said whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved and thank God for that but we cannot stop there uh, and it said how shall they call on him in whom they not believe how shall they believe in him of whom they not heard how shall they hear or without a preaching how shall they preach except they be sent
1: that's right so it takes the preaching of the power of God, the Gospel, under the unction and the influence of the Holy
0: Ghost. He's the one that adds the of The Bible that speaks to us that those that perish and the preacher of the cross is foolishness, but unto us that you're saved and we know that it is the power of God
1: through the aid of the Spirit of God.
0: He's the sole agent. They can call me what they want to call me. They, they fling terms out in this day and don't even understand what they're calling people and what they're saying. But people can call me preachers, can call me what they want to. But according to this book right here, the Holy Ghost is the sole agent of regeneration. It's not about how good I am, not about how old I can get, not about how sorry I can be. Matter of fact, if I read my Bible right, I can't even be sorry enough. And without the help of the Holy Ghost in me, He has to bring us to repentance. Godly sorrow worketh repentance. Yeah, and it's not to be repented of. And it's a godly sorrow, which means it comes from God. Well, the Bible said, no, it's not that the goodness of God is what leadeth us to repentance. Yeah, if I read my Bible and say that word leadeth right, it means we cannot find repentance on our own. Yeah, God has to, by the aid and the work and the age of the Holy Spirit, bring us to repentance that we might be saved. Yeah, I believe that's right. I believe it's all in this book right here. And to take the Spirit out of it is to take salvation out of it. And to take the Spirit out of it is to take true worship out of
1: it. without the Spirit, we can do nothing. That's why in this day, so many churches... So many congregations, and I'm not judging anybody, I'm just preaching you the truth. So many churches and congregations are looking for other means and other methods of success. They need their numbers, they need to feel like they're doing something,
0: but without the power of God, or without the Spirit of God, that no success can ever take place. And so we've tried in this day to substitute the Spirit of God
1: for something else, but there is no substitute for Him. right. For He is a fire. And he's a burning. I thought about that song was sung. It's amazing. I shouldn't be amazed,
0: but I am amazed at how God works it out about us singing about that fire inside of us. And they have been days it's flickered not on God's end, but on mine. There have been days I've quenched the Spirit and so have you. If you'd be honest, but I'm glad of the days he's saying it's he's starting a fire burning bright and it's never going on. You say, what is it? It's the Holy Spirit inside of us. Amen.
1: See, that refutes. I'm not trying to bash anybody or get on a line that we've been on before Now that refutes all of these that are in and out yeah. how are you going to put the Holy Spirit in
0: and then how are you going to take him out yeah. anybody want to tell me that I mean I, I'm not preaching a license of sin I'll get on that in just a minute but how can you put the Holy we don't put him in anyway and so if we don't have anything to do with putting him in we can't have anything to do with taking him out That's
1: right. now we can quench him That fire can get low. You know what happens when a fire gets low? The atmosphere gets cold.
0: And when you go to quenching in the Holy Spirit, it gets cold around your house. Oh, yeah the Bible said Peter when they come and arrested the Lord he followed a fall off and he began to deny him are we going to go in the word of God and say that because Peter denied the Lord that he ceased to be a disciple or an apostle or a follower of the Lord no he didn't I understand he did go out and seek repentance and he sought it carefully with tears and there will be repentance in the heart of a child of God it's not a one time thing it's a continual thing but Paul said oh wretched man that I am who shall deliver me from this body of death.
1: Amen. He said I have to die daily. Right. But even though Peter denied the Lord and we're hard on him that day Jesus rose from the dead and Mary saw him in the
0: garden and he began to speak to her. He said, Go tell my disciples and Peter. He said, You make sure to let Peter know. I know what he's done, but I heard his prayer and he's still one of mine. And I'm going to tell you what Peter did is he followed a fall and the scriptures say he warmed himself
1: by coals of fire.
0: That's right.
1: I don't know about you, but I burn wood, and in the mornings, especially if it's been cold, I go out, and you can open the door, and you can, and I got one of them outdoors, that's why I say I go out, and I will go out, and you can open the door, and you can stir up, and you can find the coals, and they'll put off a little heat, but you get much far away from them, and you're going to get cold. It's because there's no real fire. you got to have a little fuel on the
0: fire in order for the fire to burn. And to begin to study and pray and seek the face of God about this creature in the Spirit, about this stifling the fire. I believe it can be done two ways. I believe we can put wood on the fire that's not seasoned, that's not ready, when it's just haphazard, that's just wet. I've heard preachers stand and say in moderation of a service that if you've got something on your heart, stand and say but if God's not speaking to you keep your seat and that's exactly right.
1: Yes the work of God in us if it's in you and I'm not trying to hinder anybody you know from the preaching I've done in past that God's put
0: it on your heart I want you to stand up if it takes you 5 seconds or 15 minutes I'll stand out of the way and let you glorify and rejoice in the Lord if it's from Him but if it ain't we ain't got no place saying anything but if God's put it in you you ought to put the fuel on the fire He's given you dry season one right? and a little burn again So you can't open them doors and stir up them coals and throw a log of green uh, wood on there and expect it to burn. It ain't going to burn. I tell you exactly what it's going to do. It's going to smoke. And you'll go to coughing and gagging. And your eyes will go to weeping. You say, what's happening, preacher? It's affecting you, but it's not in the right way. I'm going to tell you why there's so much noise in the churches today. It's because they're quenching the Spirit. And that's why it's all that it is is noise. And it's a bunch of smoke that's affecting the people but not in the right way. The writer of the song wrote, I was born
1: in the fire and the smoke won't do. So we can quench the Spirit by putting on wet wood. But you can also quench the Spirit by withholding your wood. If I go out and open the door of my stove, and I'm going to tell you something right here, and I hadn't thought about none of this, the Lord's just working it in my heart.
0: If I go out to the, the door of my stove and open it up and see that all those coals, here's the reality for me it's not just affecting
1: me, but it's eventually going to affect everybody in my house if I don't put some wood on the fire now I can walk out and and others burn wood I don't know how many in here do I know brother Jacob does and I know
0: brother Harlem does and brother Dale does they all got wood in the house some is primary some is secondary and you know what we can do we can go out there and we can live in denial We can say, well, you know, there's a piece or two in there and the coals are awful red. You know, we can go through the checklist and we can look at somebody else's coals and say, well, my coals are bigger than their coals and my coals are redder than their coals and I got more cinders in mine than they do and so that must mean I put more wood on my fire than they have and we can justify not putting anything on there.
1: But it doesn't change the fact that if you don't put some fuel on the fire... Before long, there's going to be no heat. Now, I I know when mine's out because mine's hooked into the ductwork of my house
0: and it's hooked into my hot water. It don't take me long, Brother Tim, to stand over the vent register and find out whether there's any fuel on the fire.
1: It don't take me long to get in the shower and turn the water on. I, I don't like cold showers. And I ain't going to take one unless I have to.
0: And it don't take very long for cold water to hit your skin
1: to understand something's got to be done about the fire. And I'm going to tell you, if it's that evident naturally, it will be that evident spiritually. You know. Nobody else may not know. See, if my wife don't stand over the vent and if my wife don't get in the shower, she won't know what
0: I know and I can keep her here I can keep her away from the vet. I can keep her out of the chair. I can put her in the car and we can go somewhere else and I can mask everything but beat down
1: on the inside I know yeah. that there's no wood on the fire right. you can come to church and you can put on your smile and put on your good clothes and all oh, that's right. We ought to dress right. I believe we ought to dress different to come in the house of God. I also believe that when we go that's not to say that when we go out there that the world ought not to be able to tell a
0: difference in us out there. And they do that not because of us, but because of the sin that's in us.
1: We can all come in and we can mask it. But you know. And I know. Not saying I know about you. Now, God may tell me some things, and God has told me some things, but you know about your fire, and I know about mine. Now, we read in the book of Acts 28, you say, Preacher, you said it's all about him. It is. But in Acts 28, there was a fire kindled for Paul. Paul didn't start the fire. You and I have not started this fire, it started long before we come along. But Paul did his responsibility and got some wood for the fire. Now, we can put all the wood we want on it. But if somebody don't fan the fire, it never will burn. See, it's our responsibility for the fuel. It's the Holy Ghost that fans the fire. That puts it all back in him. It don't matter. You can bring a log truckload
0: of good, dry, seasoned wood. I'm going to take it all back out of our hands again. And because we put it too much in the hands of men, be, you can bring all the wood you want to. But if it don't get air, it will not burn. Right. Yeah.
1: So that takes it all back out of our hands. But it does not take our responsibility away. And we have the responsibility not
0: because we are somebody, not because we've done something, but because we have God lord in us, gives us the responsibility to put word on the fire. Yes, brother.
1: In one of the Psalms, I think maybe it is, it says our God is a consuming fire. And he wants to consume what you will bring to Him. He wants to burn it up and let it shine and let it heat and let
0: it work. See, if you put wood on the fire and the Lord fans the fire, it will give
1: light and warmth to all that are in the house. I don't go put wood on my see, oh, Lord, help us. I don't go put wood on my fire just so I can get warm. I put wood on my fire so my family can be warm. And I'm going to tell you what, if you can't find no other reason
0: to do your responsibility, you all look around Gospel Way Baptist Church, look around the walls of your house. Some of you got kids. Some of you got them on the way. Some of you got grandkids. And grandkids on the way. If we can't do it for ourselves, we at least do it for our children and our families. Yeah,
1: he said, Preacher, you got Bible for that. Well, Nehemiah, when he charged the people, he said, when you fight, he said, remember your brethren,
0: your wives, your sons, and your daughters, and remember the Lord. He said, when you fight,
1: don't just do it for yourself, but do it for all those that are counting on you. Amen, brother. we got some kids around here that they're not saved. They don't have this friend living inside them. They
0: don't have this fire burning in them. That starts in regeneration and salvation.
1: And so if, if, if we don't do our part, they're going to grow up in the cold.
0: Oh, that's
1: right. and I don't want my children growing up in the cold. I want to put the wood on the fire yeah, brother. and pray, oh Lord. It's kind of like Ezekiel down yonder in that valley. The Lord said, prophesy the wind. And Ezekiel said, blow, oh wind. I don't know about you, but I won't come in the house of God and bring
0: what I got. Now, I preached the other night and I'm not glorifying me. I'm just telling you it's the work of God at all. Everything that's been happening the last few weeks at all is tied together through the Holy Spirit. This morning, uh, doing what you can to what you got, of uh, the
1: prayers you pray, uh, uh, grace, it's all tied up in the Holy Spirit. Now, When you come to church this morning, you may be like the widow and just got two sticks. But if that's all you got, bring what you got. Somebody in the church, the Lord
0: might have given them a wheelbarrow full and they better bring what they got. Or somebody in the church may have a wagon full and they better bring what they got. You say, well, you're saying, preacher, I'm saying, whatever God has given you, if it's a handful of sticks or if it's a dump truck,
1: oh, bring what you got, put it on the fire and let's cry to God, blow the wind, Lord. Yes, sir, brother. And let the fire burn. And then lastly, and I'm done this morning. The Lord spoke to my heart and He said He's a friend, this Holy Spirit. And He's a fire. I want to tell you something. According to the Word of God, He has feelings. If He's a person, and He is, He has feelings. And He gets offended when you don't want Him. You say you got Bible for that? I do. The Bible says, "Grieve not the Spirit of God." Ephesians chapter 4 and verse number 30, I think it is. "Grieve not the Spirit of God." The word grieve means to bring sorrow. It means to lower the spirits. And the Lord is speaking through the Apostle Paul, and he the Apostle Paul has covered so much. In this little letter to the Ephesians, in this one chapter, he's talked about unity of believers. He's talked about living a life pleasing to God. He's talked about putting off the old man and putting on the new man which is created in Christ Jesus. Not fulfilling the lust of the flesh to walk righteously. And then he gets down there toward the end. And he says, And grieve not the Spirit of God, whereby you're sealed unto the day of redemption. Now I'm going to tell you something about our Holy Spirit. He's a wonderful friend. And He's a real fire. But He does have feelings. And He knows when He's not wanted. He knows when you're grieving Him and quenching Him. The quenching and the grieving go hand in hand. And if He's grieved, He'll find somewhere where they want Him. See, grieving you say, Well, what do I have to do to grieve the Spirit of God? I don't have time to preach it all. You can grieve him by your actions. Paul, go home and read Ephesians chapter four. Paul talked to them about their actions, about their deeds. You can grieve him by the things you do. You can grieve him by the places you go. It's in there, it's in the book. You can grieve him by living alive. He said, Don't live like the
0: Gentiles and don't live like the old man, which fulfilled the rest of the, and the desires of the flesh, but put off the old man and put on the new man. Yes, sir.
1: All because we're trying not to grieve. It all hinges on verse number 30, not grieving the Spirit of God. So you can grieve him by your actions. And I'm going to tell you, you can grieve him by your attitude. You can come in the house of God thinking you are somebody because your actions have been right does not necessarily mean your attitude's right. right. If we come in here, and and there's both positive and negative, we can come in here with our attitude and the attitudes that Paul covers in that. He talks about anger and malice and bitterness and envy and strife. All them things ought not be in the house of God. The Bible said all the members ought to be so close in this body where Christ is
0: the head that if one member suffers, all the members ought to suffer. And if one rejoices, all ought to rejoice. And there should be no schism, no division, no separation
1: in the body. And so bitterness and anger and clamor and malice, jealousy don't no, have no place in the house of God. And if it is, in your heart, it grieves the Spirit of God. Because that's part of the old man. And that's not just our actions, but our attitude. But there's also the attitude that we come in and feel like, based upon what we've done, that we're better than somebody else. We're better than the church up the road or down the road. And I'm going to tell you what that does. The same thing, the anger and wrath and malice and clamor, and be- it all does the same thing. It grieves the Spirit of God. So we have to be careful about grieving Him. But we get this idea, and I'm done this morning. We get this idea that the only place we can grieve the Spirit is in the church. But that's not so. So I'm going to tell you, the Lord spoke to me, and He said, "We grieve him with our actions and we grieve him with our attitude, but we grieve Him with our appetite. You don't have just an appetite one day a week. you'll have an appetite tomorrow, and the next day and the next day, whether you're in the house of God or not, you've got an appetite. What do you hunger for what is it you're feeding yourself? We live in a day where we feed ourselves from the world, and then we come in and we feel we uh, gathered at my house last night. It was my father-in-law's birthday on Friday, and we had a dinner at the house last night for him and him and my mother-in-law come, and Dale and Kelsey come. We all gathered around, and my wife cooked, and uh, my mother-in-law cooked, and Kelsey, everybody cooked, and we got, we got good cooks in our family. And I ate too much. And I was miserable. And I couldn't hold nothing else. My appetite let me know I was done. And you say, that's comical. Not what I'm trying to say. And we wonder sometimes why the Holy Spirit's grieved. We come in the house of God and we're so full from the things of the world. we got no appetite for what He has for us. The grieving is not just happening on Sunday. The grieving is happening on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday while we're eating all them things of the world. The Holy Ghost already knows what's going to happen on Sunday. And He's already grieved in the fact that you'll have no room and no appetite for what He has for you. Oh, He's still your friend. And He's still a fire. But He does have feelings. And God help us not to grieve the Spirit of God. God, help us not to quench the Spirit. God, help us to draw close to Him, to feel Him on the inside. See, that's what everybody's talking about this morning, about feeling. What's your feelings? Not just feelings. It's not just something that I've pumped up and that I've primed. Or somebody, if that's all it is, it won't do you no good, no way. What's your feeling down on the inside? I thought about that song we are singing. And that part of that chorus never had really struck me until this morning. And the writer said, But when I feel that warmth inside, I know my soul is satisfied. He said, What is that preacher? That's the Spirit of God down in. He's the only one that can make that warmth inside. They write, you know, secular writers and all this, and love story, they talk about this warm, fuzzy feeling. The world ain't got no idea about what a warm, fuzzy feeling is till you feel the Spirit of God down inside you. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you this this morning, and I'm done. The Spirit of God wants all of you. He's in you, and He wants all of you. See, when we talk about the fire and consuming, that's what he wants to do. He wants to consume all the world out of you. And that's the only way you'll ever be filled with the Spirit. It's for you to vacate all them other things and let him fill you. That's his desire. It's to be in every He don't want to just be your friend on Sunday. He don't want to just be a fire in you on Sunday. He wants to be your friend on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. And He wants to burn in you just like He did this morning when you wake up in the morning and get ready to go to work tomorrow. And it can be so! All because of the Spirit that dwelleth and liveth in us. As we stand all over the house this morning, I'm done. I don't know what you...